What's up, beautiful people? I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sam Sheva. And welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast, a show where we explore the infinite complexities of the human experience. We do not endorse anything illegal. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. Okay, so, just, just do it. Yeah, so okay. hey, Saskia, right. what's up? <laughs> um, I'm good. <laughs> uh, just tell you about myself. Well, yeah, why not? Yeah, we make you do the work. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No um, well, I mean, I, I'm a pole dancer. I, um, I teach pole dancing. I Sweet. dance in a club. I've been doing it for about six years. Um, and... Yeah, I don't really know that's how what else to go into detail about. Well, that. like that's the jewel, let's say, you know, like that's what you're about. Yeah. But like, is there any straggler info? Is there any like, uh, I, mean, I like lots. pizza? Uh, <laughs> I mean, what's your sign? You put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Pisces, but I don't think that really is important. I don't really care about astrology. So. Uh, how dare you? No, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm like one foot out, one foot in. I like, I yeah. only care what it's my sign, and I don't believe it anything else but like if it's something yeah. to so like, do with my sign i'm all like into if it. you read your horoscope and it fits no i don't read horoscopes okay. just like the description of the leo and then okay. whoever i'm dating or seeing i want to know if the signs match and i always it's so like, irrational i always if someone says like i don't believe in that stuff i'm like oh pisces would say that like that's my i just have that one <laughs> joke it's like in, it's like in the in the barrel waiting i feel like yeah i feel like people oh, it's funny be, that you bring that up actually because I recently was hanging out with a girl from the club I work at, and she was like, strippers love astrology. And I was like, what? She was uh, like, yeah, she learned about, about astrology okay. at the club. She was like, lots of strippers love talking about astrology, and it's a good way for them to like read their clients and shit. And I was mm. like, oh. well, maybe I should care about shit. this, but um, I haven't started yet. It's a whole thing. It's exhausting. Just fix this mic. The more you look that. into it, the deeper it gets. And uh, then it's like the there's the sun sign that everyone knows about. And I see, yeah. It's, that's, but, you know, let's say if for someone like you who's like iffy or just not clearly not believing in it at all, like if you give into it as some kind of useful thing, it would just be some weird psychol like psychology thing where someone, like I'm a Taurus, right? So I'm, I, I learn what that means and I start kind of acting that way. So you don't have to go deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like if I read my horoscope and it fits with how I'm feeling that day, then I'll be like, yeah, I believe that. And that'll reinforce. And then if you see one that doesn't, you might yeah. ignore it. Like, like that my, whole my mom always says she reads her score, horse, her score of hope, score of hopes, her horoscope every morning to know how <laughs> she should act that day. <laughs> I think that's so fucking weird. But she's but scoring how's her, a how's hope. her life though. <laughs> she's scoring a hope reading her horoscope. Her ho oh, drop a beat. <laughs> <laughs> That was really cheesy, though. <laughs> I liked it. That was quick, man. It was on your feet. You know, off topic, but I'm on the carnivore diet, and my friend was like, oh, what kind of diet? What are you on right now? And I'm like, oh, I'm on the carbivore diet. Because <laughs> I was just cheating a lot. And anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. You're worse than vegans, bro. You just yeah. keep talking about eating meat all the time. <laughs> yeah. Are you a carnivore or vegetarian? No, or? I'm definitely neither. I you just eat what's in front of you? I just like eating, yeah. Me I'll too. eat what I like. Cheese. You sure you're not a Taurus? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most people just love to eat, but like doing weird, like no offense, but like diets like totally that. Like people, people who are who love food are often the people who are like willing to do weird shit like that and test it out. And 
Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I've I've done some funny stuff, but I I just don't realize how much I really fucking enjoy like sensual pleasures. Like I you know, t- TMI, but like food specifically. Like uh, I I just yeah, I shouldn't have said it that way. <laughs> I was that was like, weird. Wait, what? Like <laughs> what is he saying? What right are you now? doing with your food? Yeah. Everyone everyone just got <laughs> sweaty in here. <laughs> no, but really like I I fucking enjoy food. Like it's one of those things where you think it's ubiquitous. You think everybody enjoys food, obviously. But I have friends pointing it out to me how how like I think about it, and it's like I prioritize it. And then when I'm eating, it's like don't talk to me. I'm like that. My boyfriend will make fun of me because I will like my day will revolve around when I'm gonna eat, what I'm gonna eat, and like if it's my day off, then I'm like, what time are we ordering? Like the first thing I think of when I wake up is like, what time are we ordering? (laughs) What are we ordering? Like how much room should I save? (laughs) Is it is it like a fitness thing that you've like turned like food is important in your life? Or I think I've I've always had uh, like a weird relationship with food for sure, Um, and I think that like I that. That I was fucking unhealthy when I was younger in a in an eating sense, and I mm. still don't have great habits. But I think that's what kind of turned me on to fitness was the fact that I was like chubby and like just getting out of high school and like still felt like I had this chubby kid body. And I was like, I'm gonna start working out. And the food addiction is always there. Mm, if you it have it, tea? I feel like no, it's definitely salty. Okay. Salty food, carbs, cheese. <sighs> I love Jeez, anything like cheese and tomato <laughs> sauce in any combination. Well, what were you saying though? I interrupted you. Like, if you have a food addiction, something, something, something. Oh, it just never. Like, I don't think it's like any addiction. It never goes away. Like, mm. you learn how to control it. I love That's how the good food point. addiction is an interesting one because you have to eat. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you have to take heroin or yeah. something. Like it's it's weird. It's like, oh, I'm addicted to food, but I needed to live. Maybe also. that's why it's such a strong addiction. Like the f- the sugar addiction specifically is like so hard to get over. I don't think anyone can well, I can't, but I think it's because of that you have the the every few hours you're going to feel that urge to eat you and have then to. sugar is like the the quickest best tastiest option. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, there's so many layers because because the, the every few hours thing might be because you have a high sugar diet or high salt diet. Like if it, you're it propels you're, itself, you have this biological like compensatory mechanism that's going to allow you or force you to kind of flush that out. Maybe salt. You drink a bunch of water. Like, I don't know how this stuff works, but you you just kind of go back and forth to that craving. Like, let me explain in a different way. When I eat something sugary. I eat a bunch of it and like I swallow it quickly. Like it's too, it's so like savory. It's so like intense, like a, like a cheesecake, like something rich or something. Mm-hmm. You don't like swash it in your mouth and like really taste it. You just go like, damn, and then crazy? you swallow I mean, it. I scoff it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I vacuum things. <laughs> yeah. And then you just have like, I don't know, one time I was eating a burger from McDonald's and like I put another burger in the burger and my cousin was like, you fucking pig. That's like. 3,000 calories. <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds amazing. Really <laughs> no, double cheese, split it at the patty. You got to be brave because the cheese is in the middle. So you got to just commit. You just, yeah, I know. It's all melted and, and shit. And you stuck another burger right Yeah, like right a in. Junior McChicken. Put, they call it, that has a name because I, I make uh, the McGangbang or something. It's there's the, a million <laughs> names. Yeah. My friend invented it, so I don't want to use other you names. definitely did invent it, my brother. Well, it's <laughs> great, great minds, right? Yeah. Great ideas. You know, it's like... Uh, well, it's a morphic resonance where someone thinks of an idea and like a bunch of people also think of that idea That's at similar it, huh? times. My buddy Andrew Goggins, we named him Goggins because we had another Andrew, and I'm sure he's listening. So we call it the Mick Goggins, I and like it's got it. a ring to it. I but might then switch it. Was it. The Mick, it was like another the Mick Gruber, the Mick something. No, that's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It was like a dude, just some dude in his name, and I was like, no, Goggins. Yeah, and it's just like some like one horse town kind of like inside joke thing. And but then McGangbang sounds, 
I don't want to think of that when I'm eating. Let's, I think I that was in a movie, actually, the McGangbang term. That's why. Was it? I probably. Have you heard? <laughs> I, I don't know. I might be the only one that's calling it this, but that's what I've been calling it for years. But there's a whole secret menu like yeah. culture now in for Starbucks. Yeah, and there is. I don't, I don't go to Starbucks, but I've heard of it. Well, like they, TikToks, you can go on TikTok and find like weird tricks to order things when you go mm. to like Starbucks and stuff, or, like things that the employees will do if you ask the right way, but you have to ask a specific way. I love that. That's cool. It's like a golden egg. It's yeah. like <laughs> hidden, you know, like an Easter egg. You just find it. That's it. It's like, um, it's got this like a speakeasy, like, uh, you know, the, all the specials in the back and then it's like everyone's gambling or something. It's got that vibe, you know, and then they give you a fucking McFlurry <laughs> with like apple pie in it and you're like, this is wrong. <laughs> like this is, like, you're hiding it on the way out. Like it's not. It must contain the secret. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, that's what breaks my heart with Bustan because it's still one of my favorite spots, but the creation used to be like this, this like, they have Low the creations. Yeah, it was like, you just go there, you say, oh, I want the creation. He's like, I got you. And he just makes you this crazy fucking rap. It was different every time. And, and yeah. now it's not different every time? It's still amazing. I love it. But it's like, it's not how I remember it. Okay. Interesting. I, I, I like the creation, but I'm not down for the eggplant because it gets really mm. wet. That is the one thing that throws me <laughs> off in there is there's a texture to it that bothers me. It's I like, love how we just this like whoever's listening now is like they're so fucking hungry. hungry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Work it off. Yeah. They're, they're literally I love Boostan though. Boostan's like my weakness. It's yeah. There's a photo of me laying on a bed with like eight Boostan pitas. <laughs> I was like I, I had a house party and like decided I was hungry and I didn't want to share my Boostan with anyone, so I just ordered eight pitas because I was like anyone else wants they can have their own i'm eating yeah. these two are fucking mine <laughs> like, but then you did like a dollar no bills one like wanted photo them, shoot so i was like laying in bed with eight pitas that's that's kind of heaven <laughs> i love it yeah. so i could go find this right now like this is on instagram yeah, yeah, or something okay <laughs> i don't have instagram and it's like the web-based thing just tells you to fuck off and get the app eventually yeah. it bothers oh, websites really? so much yeah like if you scroll down too far instagram? i have a problem with addiction in general and you don't need another. Uh, yeah, like I've been, f I've, I avoided Facebook for like the first yeah, 10 years. Yeah, I held off on Twitter for a long time for that reason. I still don't mm. have a Twitter. Yeah. And that's useful. I mean, it's a rabbit hole like anything else, but at least there's like news and shit. I find it chaos, to be honest. Like I just do a couple posts and I, I scroll through like. You get out. Yeah, well I try. It can pull you in though. Because there's just so much happening so quick, you know. It's also so like when you wake up in the morning and you look at your phone and you start scrolling right away. It's like the worst way to start your day. I know. I, I try to stop myself from doing that, but it's so hard. Like you have like eight notifications. You look at your notifications and then you're just, okay, I'll just scroll. It's like, then yeah. it's been, like 20 minutes. You're starting to feel shit about yourself because you see someone that's already at the gym and you're like, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, like fuck, just get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's good if it's motivating. Like I, I try to manipulate my feed so that yeah. it's something that'll kind of prop me up but you're not you're never in the same mood for long right so but and we've talked about it a lot yeah like you can't control what well i mean you can to a certain degree but then someone's gonna someone you don't like post something you see it you're in a shit mood like yeah like exactly avoid looking. Uh, even even the virtue of next 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 we've touched on that a lot on the podcast like just just the the fact that it could be super positive super enlightening mm. super motivating but just the fact that you like you're saying, you're you're doing, you're like I, I I'll avoid it by turning my phone off, but then I don't have my alarms and shit, you know. So like you, you're, yeah. you're kind of stuck in between, and you're like, yeah. oh, notification, and then a thought, like you're thinking about what you just read, and your hand is yeah. already going mm. to yeah, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and then you're like, it's like your brain gets split. I mean, I I don't know if everyone feels this way, but there's this 
there's one way or the other there's this problem of just doing like that next 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 even if it's good shit and then that's the beginning of your day and you're walking around with this kind of like uh, agitation mm -hmm. to say yeah. it in a general sense. It yeah, might not be sure. negative, but you do have this kind of, <laughs> and we, we were talking about coffee at the beginning. Like yeah. I noticed that shit fucks with me and I, I had to cut it out, but it's subtle. And it's the same thing with, yeah. with social media. Like I, I just assume well, I can maintain it. Somehow. I mean, I'm surprised you don't have Instagram. And I was going to say, cause like as a, as a business person, you have to use social media to mm. like promote yourself. And my personal Instagram over the past six years has turned into my professional Instagram because pole dancing is my life and whatever. But now <clears throat> when I go on Instagram, it's like people hitting me up for lessons, people canceling lessons, people like wanting to book me for things. And I'm like through Instagram. Yeah. And okay. a lot of my business happens through Instagram. So it's no longer like a personal escape for me at all when I go on, and by like, I like it. Like I like, this is my job and my life and I love it, but it's not the same as like just going and checking out what your, fuck, sorry. What your friends <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to like very I move a lot when I talk, but, um, but yeah, like I feel, yeah, I think I said it. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it, it could be used as a tool. You know, everything has its like medicinal value and then poisonous value. Yeah, so if yeah, you get exactly. in that like spectrum where it's working for you, it's sick, but then, if you go past it, it can really fuck you up. Yeah, exactly. So finding that balance, it's mm -hmm. hard sometimes, but it rewards you, so obviously you're using it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I've, I think I've managed to figure out how much is too much, how much mm. to care, how much not to care, how much to curate what I post, because it's like, at a certain point, I'm, I'm trying to get followers and keep my followers, but at the same time, I'm not just going to do things that I know people want to see. Like, it has to be a balance between the two. Yeah. So, um, especially because it's like, people like me, some people who are following me, it's because I, I post like slutty photos and some people who are following me is because they want to learn from me. So I have to keep up this like weird balancing <laughs> act of like, I'm a slutty teacher, you know, like, <laughs> so it's weird because it's like, for sure there's some dudes who follow me for the naked, like semi-naked photos. Yeah. yeah. And then there's most majority of my followers are like female pole dancers in Canada who are following me to learn stuff. So it's like kind of it's an interesting dynamic we don't really have that for our podcast <laughs> not yet <laughs> start doing this in bathing suits bro and yeah. getting, just getting really jacked and just being like curious gyms what's up our viewership just, just goes this. like, <laughs> like it's, well i mean yeah it's, it's like intrinsic to your to your profession yeah. so it's there's no like uh there's no agenda it's like i mean it's pole dancing it's it's it is a fitness thing in itself which then lends itself to to uh promoting a certain sexiness but then it itself has a let's say a history of being yeah. uh, in strip clubs or yeah, whatever. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's the side of pole dancing that I love and that I like promoting. So hmm. I don't try to steer away from it at all. I like that because a lot of people do. They yeah. just want to split it. And I think it. even when I started pole, I started like six and a half years ago. And for the first year, I didn't post anything like in heels really. I was only posting things like when I would get a new trick when like something like I I knew that it was considered sexy but I didn't want to go on, on in that direction you know I wanted to be seen as like an athlete and I wanted to be respected and like I think I approached it in a weird way because then later when I found the sexy side of it and that I, that's the part of it I love I felt like for over a year I had kind of shit on that side of pole you know what i mean and i definitely regret that and i think there's a lot of people who come into the pole fitness industry thinking that pole fitness is like above pole dancing and like club dancing and it's not yeah. like that's where it comes from we like you have to respect the origins of what you do 
And now that I am a stripper, I feel very differently about all of that. So, hmm. do you yeah. notice the perspective is shifting on that? Because that was probably way worse the judgment. I feel like collectively for almost everything that people are becoming more open to yeah. s- to a, a spectrum of things. But yeah, I, I feel like it's definitely changed. Like I got into pole after it was already becoming a fad. Like hmm. I think it's in the last fifteen years probably that it started becoming a fitness trend and Mm. it was only six years ago that I started so like it was already becoming more mainstream and I think that's good um but I feel like I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly I feel like it's good that it's becoming more mainstream but it's super important that studios still pay the respect where it's due and like a Mm. lot of studios are like we're all about fitness Mm -hmm. we like it's just a workout it's almost disingenuous. And like, yeah, it's and it's like, like, we deserve respect because it's just a workout. But it's like, well, what? Fucking strippers don't deserve respect mm, because it's like not a just a workout? Like, yeah. why? Yeah. I so. get, Maybe some people are uncomfortable with that, and then they they it's a way to kind of explore yeah. this, yeah. like, sexuality. But it's obviously very... Like, when, I, when, I say, when we say fitness, like, this is really fucking hard stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what a beginner class looks like, because I well, just see the yeah, crazy Well, there's huge, a huge range from, like, you're, like, crawling on the floor doing nothing to, like, crazy elite tricks, you know? Like, there's a huge range. Mm. And, yeah, everyone does it for a different reason, you know? Like, some people do it because they want to express themselves sexually. Some people do it because they want to work out. Some people, it's both. Sometimes it starts as one and changes to the other. And, like... That's something that I think is really important to not lose as it becomes a fitness trend is that just because it's a really good workout doesn't mean it's also it's not also an incredible art form Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be diluted and like, I don't know, cleaned. That's you know? perfectly said. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of elitism that is uh, mocked up through morality, through like yeah. a false morality, and yeah. it's and it's like, I mean, I'm comparing it in my head to yoga, which is funny because like this like abstaining kind of like uh, monk like stuff, and then this like uh, like nudity for the sake of it, like for the enjoyment of the the viewing pleasure. You know, like it's like uh, two sides, like mm. two opposites almost. But it's the same idea. There's this kind of origination and the movements are there for a reason and it ends up being something where i don't know like maybe some uh, like a group of women just noticed that they were jacked after a few months or something <laughs> and they're like why don't we turn this into a fitness thing or they just had to get like i'd love to know the actual history behind it but there is this innate um at least sensuality maybe we can kind of d- like take yeah. away like sex itself but there is this like very feminine very like uh, show-offy, I- empowering vibe, and it's like, oh no, it's just fitness. Let's just all like go, like uh, wear like unflattering clothes and and go in the corner of a gym somewhere. And it's like, you're missing the spirit, you know. Mm. Like, have some fun. Uh, whip your, ha- your hair around. There's also like, like so many different kinds of pole, which is probably something you have no idea about. I don't. So like, well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like in competitions, they have different levels, obviously, and then they have different divisions. So there's like comedic pole. I have a friend who did a routine really? where she was a grandma with a walker really? and she had like a diaper on and it was full of poo and like, yeah, <laughs> it was this. fucking hilarious. What? Is this on then YouTube? Then there's Can I find her stuff routine. Like? Maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll get, I'll get her to send me the link. Um, <laughs> Please do. But yeah, I to, like I need to see that before yeah, I there's die. There's <laughs> comedy. I've seen like every competition has like a comedic, di- well, not every, but most a comedic division. So you're literally doing like a comedy piece with pole. Hmm. It's not sexy. It, that's amazing you know sometimes it like will slide in and out of things like I did a routine where I to uh, bitch I'm a cow by Doja Cat 
and I started in a cow onesie and it was definitely like more like cute and silly and then I took my cow onesie off and I was in a cow bikini you know and it's like the <laughs> comedy and the sexy coming together and then there's like dramatic pole where it's very like contemporary and you're dancing in a skirt and like mm. feathers and I don't know like that's not my style as you can hear the way I'm talking about it I don't even know how to describe it like very beautiful very dramatic and there's artistic pole which is like a lot edgier people are doing just like weird shapes with their bodies things like that and then there's pole sport which is like usually championships where you're graded only on your like pretty much only on your technical abilities um and so there's all of these different kinds of divisions will have a different way of being graded so I always compete now in like the exotic divisions which is like sexy like stripper style so you will see that like sexy side of pole but when you watch the other divisions a lot of the time it's like up there with like ballet you know what i mean it's like yeah. very controlled there is no grinding no body rolls you know like no touching yourself it is strict sport so i gotta see that, that yeah that's i'll like show i'll send you guys a couple videos but like it it ranges <clears throat> so so much and then within that levels one to like five or six so then Whoa. it's a, another huge range you know so Anyone can do it. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sure there's a very small male demographic. Mm -hmm. But usually, these days, for sure, it's always bigger than you think. Mm -hmm, definitely. Probably even bigger than I think. But, um, oh, yeah. And because men are naturally very, very strong in their upper bodies. Upper like, body, yeah. So a lot of the time when I'll have male students, they won't be very fluid or flexible, but they can climb the pole with just their hands. You know what mm. I mean? Like they don't need the technique a lot of the time because they are just strong enough that they can just flip upside down. It's not hard for them. But then them learning the flexibility and the grace is sometimes a little harder. I mean, that's a bit sexist to generalize like that, but a lot of the time that I, is. Well, again, I see that in yoga. Like, the you know, mm -hmm. women will have like a more flexible spine or more open hips, but they're just like, you know, if you make them do a crow or something yeah. and they've never done it before, it it's going to be tough. And then yeah. that guy can do a handstand, but it's an ugly, it's ugly It's like handstand. muscling exactly. through it. You know, he's like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, muscling <laughs> through it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're losing it. balance and then they just yeah. you see that force it, themselves it, back. In jujitsu, like the, the females get such clean technique mm -hmm. because they don't have. Well, I'm generalizing as well, but they don't have that brute force that like a like a 200 pound dude yeah. will come in and he so will have, have that to force. Learn the technique, or else yeah. you're yeah, you're not. And they're kind of learning from opposite angles because the big guy's gonna have to learn how to become elegant and fluid and mm -hmm. and and graceful, and she's gonna have to incorporate some strength moves in her in her practice to to mm -hmm. be a little bit more effective. And like yeah. that plays in with pole too, because there are people like I said with this pole sport. And some people will do way more strength moves and some people will do way more flexibility moves. Like those are the two main elements in pole. Well, like obviously there's way more stuff, but yeah. um, like there's strength moves and flexibility moves pretty much. And if you're not flexible, but you are really strong, you could still win a competition doing crazy like flips and catching yourself, lifting yourself, like all deadlifts. Like, and then you could also win a comp. Like I'm more flexible than I am strong. I'm, I definitely get all my points for my flex moves. So I know that I can get away with just doing that a lot of the time and like, but then there's also obviously the elite people who are really good at both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. There's always that rise in, in skill and then you have to like kind of choose, you have to like cross train. You have to, you have yeah. to start like shaping your body to, yeah. to achieve something totally. in any physical thing. Are do you, are you, uh, yeah, I was going to ask, do you cross train? Well, I mean, it, it depends what you consider cross training. Like I, I train contortion. 
So like, so intense stretching, intense flexibility, mostly just to build my flexibility for pole. Mm. And I also work on like hand balancing. So if you consider like hand balancing with a mix of like yoga and contortion, if you consider cool. that, just let it happen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck you, viewers. <laughs> We're um, having a conversation over here. <laughs> can I? Okay, can I move my chair then? A of course. Oh yeah, yeah, do what right, you I want. I was like shuffling around, trying to like get no, no, comfortable. There get comfortable. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I don't, I don't really, I like, I don't go to the gym anymore. I definitely should, cause like my ass is mad flat, and I need to like get a bigger that's butt. The, that's <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> that's so uh, funny. That that's so funny. That ass. Woo. <laughs> That is so funny. Don't do that. That is so funny. That Don't knock. But yeah, like I definitely want to get back to going to the gym and like working on my legs and stuff. But for the most part, I just train at home and pull. But within pull, you can cross train, you know, because there's like I work on my freestyling. I work on my flow, my fluidity, my dance. I work on my tricks, strength nice. tricks, flexibility tricks. So there's so many different elements. Obviously, it's not cross-training if it's all pole, but... <laughs> but I guess in a sense, if it's complex enough, I, I like the idea of... Like, I didn't even think of that until you said it. There's there's a flow you can get into and kind of just do... Uh, like, because you're a pro at this point, so you can just kind of ninja your way through a, a freestyle, but yeah. then you obviously have, like, routines yeah. or one move will naturally lead into and another. And like, every training session is very different. Like, sometimes I'll just... Free, I'll put on socks and knee pads and freestyle for an hour, Sometimes I will train one specific trick, do it over and over and over for an hour. Nice. You know, sometimes I'm trying to put that trick in a combo. Sometimes I'm trying to make up a routine. So it's always different. And depending on how your body feels that day, you can do something different too. Mm -hmm. Like if I did a lot of static pole training and I'm really sore one day, then the next day I'll do more like freestyle flow work so that I can like still train. But, sure. you know. Especially when it comes to flexibility, this like feel how, like, like how do you feel that day seems to factor in a lot. Lot. Oh yeah. I feel like strength there, there's a negligible difference and, and and soreness and stuff factors in but mm -hmm. flexibility one day to the next yeah. you could you could and your range is cut in half is sometimes. So affected by your other training. Like <coughs> you probably true. guys have felt like you work you go to the gym, you work out your shoulders so much and the next day you like can't lift your arms up, you know. <laughs> I, what I, mean? I stopped weight training at one point because well for I haven't really done it since but because of that yeah. I was doing so yoga like four or five times a week and I felt stiff after Every training. Every time you train yeah, it like takes you backwards and yeah and i'm yeah. like this is not actually beneficial i'm like fighting against two systems right now i'm yeah. lengthening and then shortening and which one mm -hmm. do i want to which team do i want to jump i on? feel like i'm in that exact spot right now because i'm constantly trying to like improve my shoulder flexibility but i'm also trying to improve my shoulder strength all the time so it's mm. like you know, two steps forward one step back always, always i back. my personal experience i mean I'm, correct me you guys you're much more in the fitness world than i am uh, uh, unfortunately for my body, but uh, I'm I'm noticing maybe in this kind of haphazard beginner way that I there's things that need to be opened up and then that strength like that range of motion needs to be strengthened but the flexibility doesn't necessarily go away it's just this kind of opening in this new range and then this this specific like uh, layer of muscle muscle tissue is like weak as fuck because it's never really been exposed or, or utilized yeah well there definitely is a certain amount of uh strength that needs to go with your mobility and that's something i've learned through training with a contortion coach because like i'm a naturally flexible person and i never really put time into it before but training with a contortion coach really made me realize like oh yeah like my glutes are underactivated, and that causes me to not feel comfortable going into back bends because i don't feel like i can hold my weight in that position so like working on strengthening certain things to be able to achieve flexibility stuff it really is all connected yeah and um 
I'm as a contortionist like this. Uh, I'm sure you learned early on the difference between a passive and a and active flexibility. Yeah. Like you have the strength. I'm not to a contortionist, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> just, just hoping. Not one a, day. Yeah. <laughs> have you always been? Is this like you said? Like you have like a genetic advantage, sort of? Like you were um, flexible when you were a yeah, kid. Yeah, I've always kind of been thing? very flexible. My sister as well. Um, not really sure why, but weird just, a, just very some collagen actually. issue maybe yeah like well, my, <laughs> there is like a a medical condition called eds oh, i can't remember it's like ader stowler syndrome or something oh it's like a dude's name probably yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and it, it does affect your like joints and your tissues and stuff and it'll make you stretch here are you hypermobile like i am like eat? i oh like um not in a double jointed kind of way but my shoulders like subluxate if uh, often or they used to now they're yeah, they pop back in and out and whatever. But um It's cool, you could fit in a tight space and yeah. escape uh, uh, jail. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, skills I don't know if it would actually come in handy, but um You gotta do that lethal weapon thing where he pops his shoulder back oh in on god. his own. Yeah. Oh god. It's a cool movie. I wanted to ask you about um <laughs> Because I know nothing about the field of pole dancing, but in, I can relate it, I guess, to jiu-jitsu because they're art forms with the body. In jiu-jitsu, most of the moves are pretty much set. Like, there's variations of moves, and some people revolutionize the sport by figuring something out, and then everyone figures it out, and then yeah. they adapt, and then they add their spice yeah. to it. Is that like with pole dancing? Yeah, totally. Um, so there is, like, obviously name. We have moves. We have levels that those moves go into. All those moves have names. But it's um, kind of still new. So the names will be different depending on where you travel. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, there is, like, certain moves will be considered intermediate. Certain moves are considered advanced. Certain moves are considered elite. Then putting them into combi combinations obviously makes them more, more challenging. So that makes you more advanced. Um, and then there are people often coming up with new moves, like elite pole dancers all over the world. You'll see something on Instagram and again, everyone's trying to do that move for like the next two weeks. And then they finally release a tutorial like that actually happened yesterday. I was like trying to do this dumbass move with my like leg behind my head and I like couldn't get it. She finally released a tutorial. I was like, wow, yeah, that's not how I was trying to do that at all. <laughs> but it's a fun challenge. That's but, cool. um, but yeah, there's always like, I, I won't say I invented a move, but I, progressed a move nice <laughs> last year uh when i was doing the competition i was training and like found my like was doing this hard move called the cherry kink and kind of managed to like wrap my arm grab my leg and pop my other leg open and i like did something i had never seen before and i called it a spatch kink and i take <laughs> credit spatch for kink. it um because it's mixed between a spatchcock and a cherry kink it has a reason <laughs> but um <laughs> i love these words right now <laughs> Yeah, pole, pole names are so weird because a lot of the time it's named after the person who came it, came up with it, like uh, Jamila or Marchetti Split. Like that, like it'll be named after a person, but then sometimes it's just like a fucking random, like cherry kink. I don't know why it's called that. Uh, there's sometimes like we were talking about like the the medical condition like sometimes you just get that egoic uh like the like stamp your brand on it oh sometimes someone else comes in and says like oh you discovered it so we're gonna call it that and you're like no but it's too late it happens all the time in rocket league it's like a stupid game i play and there's all these nuanced little moves and it's like some guy named named doomsy makes a move so they call it the doomsy dish but they don't know? want that i would want that i would I, want them to some if, people if, if i could have called this move the saskia move uh, and wouldn't have been judged for it, I would have. That's got a ring to it too, though. They have that the in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. It, there's certain chokes. There's like the, this choke called the Von Flew choke and it's the guy's name is Von Flew. He just did that choke so many times the in Von competition. Flew joke. And they're like, okay, it's, it's fucking... It's a good name. It's a great name. It just rings, you know? Yeah, Von anything. <laughs> yeah. Von Pelt, Von whatever. Like, I just love all those. 
It's such a fancy... Anyway, that's just a side note. That's, that's <laughs> so cool to see because I see that in... I'm focused more into jiu-jitsu, so I see the progression and like mm-hmm. the same idea where the move happens, everyone's trying at the gym and yeah. then eventually the tutorial comes out. It's so yeah. cool to see that in every other kind of art form. And they're like, most of the moves that that pole dancers do are actual pole dance moves, but then now in the past years that pole dance is becoming a sport in like really at a high level, people are taking inspiration from things like Chinese pole, which is totally different, but similar in a sense because it's like, it's still like a cylindrical shape but it's much bigger and it's padded and they do things where they'll be like hanging on it from their legs and like flip and catch themselves back on the pole and Mm. like so there's a lot of moves that are now kind of inspired by Chinese pole um and like crazy crazy things that you never would have you like someone wearing high heels doing that in a club probably wouldn't have thought to like flip themselves and catch themselves in a weird position like that but then you're like oh i saw that person do it i'm gonna try it you know like i mean you probably try without shoes on first but yeah there's like safety measure like what what is that have you ever like really hurt yourself is there like a mattress that you put down when you're trying new shit yeah yeah uh i mean right now i train from home so i just put like some couch cushions if i need to i've only had two bad falls um one at the very beginning because i was being a fucking idiot and I was just like found myself in a move and I was like, how do I get out of this? And I uh, just thought if I let go of my legs that somehow they would kick and land under me, but they Ooh. didn't. And I landed on my chest with my feet like going back over my head this way. Oh, like full scorpion? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, But Jeez. luckily as I was falling, I knew what was about to happen and I like moved my body really quick and fell mostly on one shoulder and like... I was like, I couldn't pull for like a month and a half, but, um, but it wasn't like, I didn't know nothing broke or anything like that. You know, like it was just all really like, you know, when you catch yourself and then your whole body just goes super, super stiff because it's like, what did you just do? So I couldn't really like move any of that for a while. Yeah. I actually like herniated once in my, what's that muscle called? The inner uh, thigh uh, groin. Oh, the adductors. Yeah. I fell and like landed on my knees from a high place. So like I had jolted myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then it just tightens up completely. Yeah, yeah. It stays like that for like a, like a few months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. so bad. You ever get concussions? <laughs> no, I never have. I've never hit my head bad. Nice, good. Um, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen in class. Um, yeah. Uh, it's The thing is, it's a dangerous sport. And I feel like people don't really realize that until they fall. Mm. A lot of people yeah. are very courageous. And I'll have students doing dumbass shit. And I'm like... No. Did you feel safe doing that? <laughs> yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, I don't understand. Like, what's wrong about it? And I'll be like, okay, well, like, if you're not, if your contact points are not in contact with the pole, how are you going to stay on the pole? You know what I mean? You got to think about where your contact points are. Like, and some people are just very, very ballsy. I'm not like that at all. I'm very a stickler for the rules. <laughs> like, show me exactly how to do it, and I will try to do it that way. Mm. I'm not just going to wing that's what gets you as far as you've gotten, though. Like, you got hurt a couple times, but you got lucky or you were ninja enough that it I didn't take you out of it. commission. Yeah. I learned from it, and, yeah, I know when to stop now. And I've mm-hmm. injured my shoulders a lot because it's really hard when you get a move and you want to just do it again, do it again, do it again. But you have to listen to your body at a certain point and be like, I'm fucking tired, yeah. mm-hmm. and if I keep doing this, I won't be able to do it tomorrow, you know? And I've done that so many times, so. I think that, that yeah. that's wisdom attained through making those mistakes yeah. like I noticed my training now it's like I would overtrain when I was younger like yeah. insane I would get shoulder injuries and in jujitsu mm-hmm. and just like I was doing like two to three hours a day every day and yeah. then one day off like that doesn't make yeah. really much sense right now no. so 
And you don't need that much. No, you like don't. Like, if you prioritize and, like, you can compact your workout. You don't need to do three hours. I, exactly. You know? What are like you doing in those three hours? There's just, like, yeah. things that you can shorten, trim the fat off, yeah. and you're going to get the bulk of it yeah. within an hour. Yeah. Yeah, the lion's share of the, the benefit. Like, uh, people underestimate sleep. It's, it's that simple, yeah. you know? Like, you, you drill something, and you see yourself improving, and there's an addiction to, like, just keep going and hammer it until yeah. you fucking hate yourself. <laughs> but if you just, like, sleep on it and go the next day, suddenly yeah. something's, like, something clicks. And, like, stopping before it hurts <laughs> is, like... it's <laughs> a good point. So you can continue Gee, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, don't go until you can. Like, there is the, like go till failure thing which is like a big thing with like bodybuilding you know just like push until you're gonna die but like Pretty when much. you're up spinning in the air you probably should stop before that point i yeah. guess the you risk well is said. higher yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah uh, i've never fallen from high though <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one Oh uh, man. Well, it's funny. It's like the, you have like the ninja gene, you know, like you, so you, <laughs> you, well, it's, it's like what got you that confidence that might get you to hurt yourself in the first place, but it would, it's what allows you to kind of catch yourself when you're yeah. in free fall, yeah, so to speak. Like you have that cat thing where you <laughs> figure it out in I, midair. I guess. I hope so. I don't, I don't know. I don't put myself in positions where I'm going to fall very free, very regularly. I'm definitely a scaredy cat. Like there's a lot of moves I would like to do and I'm, I don't have the balls to try them like dynamic moves because there's a lot of stuff where you'll say you're like you like start back to the pole and then you just like flip and flip and flip and you're catching yourself in all these positions like I am a much more like I don't really move dynamically <laughs> you know it's like the fast twitch or the slow twitch or whatever mm. you know like mm. I'm much more like I slowly climb my pole I get into my position I hold it I pull my flexibility I slowly come out you know whereas some people are really like jump up on the pole swing flip catch you know and it's very different I can imagine that that shit scares me the spinning and then moving yeah like that's already hard if you're static but if you're spinning it just must give some weird like torque so you know about static and spin poles uh i just or like you, you just like i just like body together? stuff yeah i'm just kind of talking out of my ass I don't, okay because you got the word right yeah no I d- like, there's <laughs> in pole there's a static pole and a spin pole so your spin pole spins around i just itself. assume they all spin no okay static no, or you, there's like a lever a somewhere okay cool yeah you lock it no I d- okay yeah okay yeah. all right all right so i didn't know any of this and you got, spin, <laughs> and you got the word all right cool i just had this picture i was like did he do research no i didn't i can't take i well research <laughs> he no? Looked okay. yeah. <laughs> no it's a sex joke no nobody because it's pole dancing because it's sexy because i'm a man so you did uh, it's not funny when you have to explain it yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> should just let it be i get it now but now it's too but no i i just i've seen multiple iterations and there's there has to be an explanation i don't know how it works i so there's two different kinds of poles yeah. or there's mm-hmm. a little Depends lever where, like uh, have you been to any clubs in montreal uh, a long time ago. They've okay. probably changed names like six times okay, by yeah. now. I don't remember. There's like one club in Montreal that has spinning poles. So if you like Chez Paris has spin poles. So if you've been um, there, you might have seen people. On spin when I was poles. younger, I thought they were just like spinning on them. Like an yeah, idiot. but that's it. That's what I'm saying is there's spin pole and there's static pole. But so do you on spin, spin on the pole, static one sometimes? Yes. Like you need to like lube You're it or creating something? your momentum. That's terrifying. So there are hard, like static pole is harder in, you. I mean, not harder it's different because you have to create your own momentum. Whereas on a spin pole, you're on a spinning object making shapes. Yeah. You know? mm. it's a so it's a different momentum. And thing. that's another thing is like some days I'll train static and sometimes, sometimes I train spin. 
are they, is there a lot there's a lot that bleeds into it or is it is it like really different because that's why i brought very it up very different I, I and in imagine... competitions you've got one spin pole and one static pole and you have okay. to do a, a decent amount on both and floor work so it's oh. all part of okay cool if you because like you can be really like i'm very good at spin pole I am not good at static pole. Like I'm just starting to understand how to create my momentum up high and like do dynamic movements. But spin pole was a lot more natural for me. So it's kind of different for everyone. It seems like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems a little more popular also. Spin pole? Yeah, because they're, there's something cool about just watching someone like... Um, I don't know if it's more popular. It's I think it's something... How do I say this? I think it's... It's easier to get uh, a video of yourself looking cool and badass at a lower level on a spin pole. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's doing some of the work for you in a sense. In, a in sense, terms of the momentum. Um, at, the low, at the beginning Like, level. I don't want to take anything away from spin pole because that is, like, obviously fucking hard. And that's what I do all the mm. time. And you have, like, doing... There's certain things that are going to be way harder on spin pole and certain things that are going to be way harder on static pole. But um, just in terms of you thinking it's more popular, um, probably because if you have like friends that you know have done pole dancing, but they're not a super high level and they have like a little video of them just like spinning around the pole, it's probably on spin pole just because it'll look, it'll be more aesthetically pleasing if they're not creating their own, their own momentum and they're just doing it like that. Exactly. But, um, but I don't think it's more popular because everywhere where you go to take pole lessons you would have to do both. Hmm. And pretty much every club has a static pole. Like strippers in clubs most of the time are on static because it's more expensive to have a spin pole. Like you have to buy a real pole that yeah. is quality. Is it a bearing? How does that? Yeah, it depends. Um, some clubs just have sketchy like pipes, like you a know? bigger pipe on top of a yeah, smaller like pipe. Some, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it's like, oh, bearings like to make it spin? Yeah, yeah I'm I don't really how. know um, the mechanical terms for it. Me neither. Yeah, no. But it's like, yeah, it it spins on itself. There's this something going on inside. I'm not an engineer. I don't <laughs> fucking know. It works. But like, yeah, as like long my as it's home fixated. Pole yeah. is like it's just pressure. It's like a chin-up bar. Okay. Like, but you do it vertically, obviously. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't fucking trust that. Personally. Yeah, people don't, and that's why you see a lot of videos of people's poles falling because there's a lot of like off-brands that have been started making like shitty Amazon poles and stuff and people just trust it because it's literally half the price. So it's something not to cheat half on. The price. No, yeah. my students are always like, should I buy this pole? And they send me like Amazon links and I'm like, no. no. And you go look up pole fails and you'll see why. <laughs> <They're>, geez, <laughs> we've all seen those. People send me pole fails like every day. I'm like, oh my God. I don't want to see this. <laughs> Yeah, Every it sucks day. you out. Yeah, yeah, fuck. So now it's funny. Like now, I when I first started, I was really freaked out and I didn't want to watch it because I thought I was gonna fall. Now I'm like more confident in myself. I don't think I'm gonna just randomly fall off the pole. But yeah, when it's the pole just falling, it's like, <laughs> a lot of the time you're like, oh my god, <laughs> like what? How did that? Yeah, I've seen some like because the, like they're grabbing onto it and then if you fall and kind of like loop down and then like you take hold with you yeah you're and it done. hits you yeah. yeah i have a fear that like it's gonna i'm gonna pull it through my window and like Oof. pull like the, the, the <sighs> top like the base thing that's in the ceiling it's not a base it's up there it's like, whatever it's like a beam yeah like the big chunk at the top i'm just scared that my pole's gonna fly out and then that part's gonna hit the window oh there's like a buffer for the ceiling there's like there's a like circular a thing. thing that yeah, the pole yeah, yeah. goes into yeah oh so that's fixed. Hard to explain. No, it's all pressure. 
I'm scared for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, like if you know what you're doing, I've I've put up and taken down my pole so many times that I'm not like stressed about it yeah, that right. much. I guess I just I've <laughs> seen a lot of those videos. Yeah, also. I mean, you, it's it, it's no different than doing the pull up on the bar, just yeah. using the leverage. That's not door. safe though. That's it's definitely not safe. Not safe. <laughs> That's not safe. And people, no, you see people going like upside down on chin up bars. Yeah, my brother. In the yeah. beginning of the quarantine, he was at his house and he did a pull up and he it's it fell off. He fell on his ass. He broke his ankle. Ah. Like it snapped in half. Ah. <laughs> like oh my god. Like the first week of quarantine. Oh my what god. the hell, dude? Yeah, he just <laughs> snapped. He called me. He's like, I fucked up my ankle. I'm crawling to my bed. Help me, help me. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Oh my god. And yeah, the the X rays were horrible. You saw his fibula, the outer uh, shin bone was like off its axis completely. Like like it, like a wood splintered. You broke in half. both bones. Oh my god. Uh, there was a, it was multiple fractures. He had like he has metal plates in. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Best Good timing times. because he got surgery like the same day. <laughs> he went to the hospital. There's no one there. So <laughs> that said, everyone's nuts. in a corner somewhere dying of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh so God, but allegedly, I've, but yeah. I've heard about because um, like <laughs> yeah, during though. quarantine, a lot of people had like no way to work out and stuff. You know, so like in all these pole groups I'm part of. People were like trying to come up with ways to do like aerial acrobatics at home, and people were like, "Yeah, I've been hanging like an aerial silk from like my door frame chin up bar. Oh, oh like no. you're like literally doing like poses upside mm. down. Like I it's don't have any disaster. horror stories, okay. but it was just a whole thread of people being like, "Bitch, don't do that!" <laughs> like all like hundreds of people like, "Don't, don't, don't." Oh, don't. there was a pages of just COVID quarantine workout fails that were just yeah. horrible to see. Oh my. I did. I fucked up a bit. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I tried to do that like T trying to put your t-shirt on in a handstand thing. It, I got it yeah. on my second try but my first try I like bailed. That's but. impressive. I, I, I walked a few of those. What was that Tom Milan that's, that's popularized that? The Spider-Man kid? Oh yeah. The yeah. newest Spider-Man kid? I, Is I think it was so. him? I don't know. I don't know. I just tried to do it but I, I like it, I cheated a lot. My feet were I was just leaning on the wall. I wasn't doing a handstand at all. Or the one, you know, where the girl, like, puts it, she, like, has her, she, like, kicks up a split, and then her foot goes into the hood of her hoodie. I saw this and, like, one. Whoosh, and, like, yeah. whips her hoodie off. It looks weird. I haven't I seen tried. that. It's amazing. I did it over and over, and it, like, didn't get to that level, but I tried. I, oh, please go. Oh, no, I saw a video of that. I don't think it was during quarantine, but it just, she, like, did that heel kick. In, I think she was at work or something, and she hit the dry wood ceiling, a uh, dr- drywall ceiling and her foot was stuck in there. Oh my God. So oh, she's I saw standing, that one. She's standing in the she's sh- like, like, Yo, full help. on splits and everyone's like, what the fuck do we do? So I think she was there for like 20 minutes. They fast forwarded the video but they pulled it out and everything but like oh her shoe God, got stuck. And stuck. <laughs> I, I had a similar experience a few years ago because uh, there's this I can't explain why or how but I saw this uh, Japanese commercial I don't understand where I saw it or how, but a long time ago I saw it. This guy like jumps, maybe it's an American commercial. They're just making fun of like the Japanese formats, like the way everything's like, yeah. anyway, this guy like jumps into his pants, like both legs at once, like, and, and you tried. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hurt <laughs> like, yourself. Failed multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> like you can really I immediately was like imagining myself trying to, like, how can I, you have to be up high. How do you? The the honestly <laughs> all essentially all I was doing oh, was geez. jump squats like I just I didn't realize that <laughs> just I was bailing essentially yeah like you or you like have the to one commit the swing is like swinging towards you and you jump and then try to do a push up but like everyone just got smashed in the back of the head with the swing yeah they don't because the, it's, it's the explosion you catch yourself and the timing's off and then you jump yeah. but you you're yeah. you already sent the signal. And then you just get you just eat the thing. I it's the same exact thing. Yeah. The risk versus reward is just not worth it. In my <laughs> yeah, answer. no. Are you kidding? I, Imagine all the time I'll save. No, I'm kidding. I just sit down now and I put like you know when everyone you know that expression everyone goes like I put my leg my pants on one leg at a time. Yeah. Like like 
I know that that's supposed to be like this equalizing statement that like everybody's human or something, but like, I literally I don't. don't. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just sit down Lay and on my pow. Back. You save six <laughs> milliseconds. Pretty good. Every day. That's going to add up to like a full year at the end of your life. Maybe. I, man, Definitely not. I don't know. It's a shitty years. <laughs> anyway. You're going to save like <laughs> the last minutes. year. But I know a guy or I, like I know a guy who's who, like his dad. I don't know a guy. <laughs> I know of a guy. <laughs> but he has everything laid out. Uh, next to his bed that he puts the night before, but like it looks funny. It looks like a person vanished, and they're like it's like looks like they got raptured, and their oh, clothes like are there. He lays them out like, yeah. like a human body. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't trust someone like that. Why? Why like that's a human some, body? Like so you can see Dexter his outfit shit. and think about it. No, no, it's so that he could put it on really fast. So well, like, does he like? Then he should have his pants open like a fireman. It, it well, yeah, that's. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you have to get up like this for? Why is your alarm gets a fireman suit? You're Drunk. ready to go to work. You got like this shirt in the sweater already. And then, like, he just puts them both on. And then he puts on, like, the but pants and then the socks and the shoes, like, question, in one fell swoop, kind of. Is like, time really being saved? Because there's time to prepare that. Yeah. It's probably taking longer than just getting your phone. No, this sh- is psychological at this point. Like, he just <laughs> gets up saying. and he's like, hoo, ha, hoo. And how busy are you that you have to <laughs> yeah. cut out a minute in it's the like morning? Then he, then he just sits there. Yeah, he's like, I, I got all this, I got all this time to burn. Yeah. I, I'm totally <laughs> hating it. I mean, the guy, if the guy's method works, props to him. Just hey, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, my friend. So this that guy, I mean, I picked out my weird. clothes for the next day for years and would lay them out next to my bed. Is that just everybody who's got like a sense of style? They just kind of want to get rid of that at, when they're when they're in that kind of. I don't know. Nighttime. Like when I was younger, I cared a lot more about what I wore. I guess so. Like I would plan it all out. I actually would like not wear the same outfit in a month. Like nice. nothing, I wouldn't wear the same shirt and bottoms at the sa- like on the within the same. I, I dated so someone who cared that level about her underwear also, and like oh, no one can see that shit. Like, what is with That's you? That's a lot. Yeah, I didn't last. But long. hey, it worked for her. As soon as I found <laughs> pole, I like kind of dropped a lot of my weird other things. <laughs> like, I, I've got, I don't have that much time anymore. <laughs> you have a reservoir of weird that you just <laughs> yeah, let it go. That, let that part go. That kind kind of ties into what I wanted to ask you about motivation and discipline mm-hmm. because like maybe do you have an obsessive mind to begin with? Yes, definitely. Mm. So. So this kind of fits the the piece in the puzzle for for me because now that obsession for that was like directed into pull. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I I've always been someone who I get a lot out of feeling accomplished, and in school too, I really cared about getting good grades, mostly just because I liked the feeling of like looking and seeing that A and stuff. Like I didn't really care. Like my parents didn't really care if I did like really well or just average, you know. Hmm. Um, And then I started getting into just going to the gym and that kind of became a big part of my life just because I finally had this outlet for my energy. And I had been working out for like two years when I started pole and I was addicted like right away. Like I went Mm. for my first lesson and it was like a kind of thing where if you buy your package that day, you get 20% off. If you buy the day you come to your first class. So I like bought my next eight classes like that day. And then as soon as those were done, I like bought a monthly. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, within my first couple months, I, because I was there, I was literally, they were open six days a week and I was there like three hours a day out of all of those days. Like I would take any class I was allowed to take in my membership. And the coaches started seeing that I was like obsessed, you know, and they were like, you know, when people encourage you, it makes you so much more motivated. And like the, sure. the owner, the previous owner of that studio, she, I remember she told one of the other teachers, like, and just kind of like in passing, didn't think I would, I heard, I heard it. She was like, have you met Saskia? She's going to be the next champion. And I was like, 
Like, I have goose. I literally have goosebumps right now. Like, I remember feeling that and being like, oh, my God. Like, this is it. This is what I'm going to fucking do with my life, you know? Because, like, I had never really known. I was like, I want to be an actor. I like dancing. I like working out. But, like, then this brought it all together, you know, the performing, the dancing, the nice. fitness, all of it. And That's I awesome. got lucky. The owner and the coaches really liked me and saw how diligent I was and, um, offered me a job teaching bachelorette parties in exchange for my membership because pole is expensive. Like sports are expensive. You know, I wasn't really at a point where I could spend two, $300 a month on my lessons. Um, but I was lucky enough that she saw how passionate I was and didn't abuse it in a sense of trying to get my money, but was like, I want to bring you on and like take you under my wing. And I think if it wasn't for her, her name was Alice Lacroix. She owned Alternative Fitness for like 13 years. And um, if, if it wasn't for her, I would not be where I am today. Wow. Like she 100% took me under her wing. She got me my first gigs. She gave me my first jobs teaching. And like she wasn't the greatest boss in a lot of senses. Like the, the studio was um, not super organized, but it was the funnest time I've ever had in my life. She mm. was like so caring and so loving and so motivating that like I just wanted I was I was willing to put every single ounce of energy I had into her and her studio and because I knew she believed in me you know wow. and I got free coaching and that obviously like skyrocketed my progress and then um I competed within my first year or within like just after it had been a little bit more than a year and I won first place at my first competition and I Sweet. just didn't see that coming you know like I was I had initially not gotten into the competition because uh, you have to send a submission video and I didn't make it. And then I got pulled in the week before as the wild card because someone dropped out and then I won first. And so obviously oh. when, when you don't make it into a competition and then I got pulled in at the end, like I was just like excited to do it. Mm. And then I won and I was like, this is it, you know? <laughs> like, um, And then yeah, like once you love something and you know you're good at it, I feel like it's a lot easier to stay motivated. Um, For sure. And I, yeah, I always have been someone who struggles I like, with I like, motivation. No, 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 opposite. Like I, I like making lists. I like checking things off my list. I like, I like planning my whole day so that I've got things to do all the time. Um, so I think that it would just it just fit well with like where I was after CJEP. Didn't mm. really have anything to fill my time with, and I was like a party girl still too. But it was like a good balance, you know. So Is yeah, there, there must be a little party circle in this uh oh yeah for sure it's there i just picture a kind of person i mean i'm sure again we're always generalizing a lot here but it's there's something like so it's it's n not in an innocent way you know because there's a lot of that sexuality that we talked about but it, it's just this happy-go-lucky yeah. and very fitness-fueled thing so you just get that kind of like well, we've pool, all been in that the community is unreal honestly i can the, imagine i think that it's a huge reason why women love pole because even if you never felt like you had women in your life that supported you and then you come to a pole class you do like right away and as so long as you're nice to people people are going to be nice to you and we're so supportive of each other's goals and stuff and it's like yeah like you know coming back to different moves and names and stuff because every move has a different name but we all know the names it's like if someone posts on their instagram like i got my butterfly today and you know they've been working on it then everyone everyone's like yeah fuck yeah that's so awesome like you know and there's those moves that are milestones and we're all like super supportive when people get those milestone moves and like the community is definitely why 
I stuck with it. Like if I had gone to a studio and felt like it was just like any other dance class where you come in, you change, you do your thing and you leave. Not that the dance community doesn't exist, but um, if I had felt like that, because I've gone to hip hop classes and things like that and I didn't feel the same, you know, I didn't feel because there's something about women as adults coming together to do something that is like only for us. <laughs> you know which mm-hmm. it's not obviously it's for men too but, but not for children <laughs> you know so there's something about the like expressing yourself with other women that like yeah it's just it's a great community is it that because obviously doing that you have to be very vulnerable and you have to work through inner demons of your appearance yeah. and is that why that that group is so tightly i think there def- that definitely there's definitely an element of it because to do pole, you have to be in shorts and a sports bra. You have to have your waist showing. You have to have your thighs showing to stick to the pole. So right away, when you get to the level where you're doing that kind of tricks, you have to be half naked in front of all these people that you probably don't know. So, and we're all in the same position. So we're obviously not trying to make anyone feel uncomfortable. So everyone is just, yeah, super, super accepting because everyone is vulnerable. And yeah, I think that, it comes down to the it comes back to the sexual expression thing too that even people who do it only for fitness there is something about like achieving your goals in that kind of setting that is very like liberating yeah and it's Mm. mm -hmm. yeah I, I I'm just guessing. I I can picture it. It's almost like you're taking it back. You know, like it's it's just for you. Like you were saying, it, it's literally yeah. Well, designed to be like this. And I think a lot of a lot just of for men almost people and men especially will think that when a girl starts doing pole that it's like for someone or because you want to be a stripper. Like that's everyone's always just like, oh, are you trying to become a stripper? <laughs> and it's like, well, first of all, maybe I fucking am. Yeah, that's fine. Your business. Yeah. Um, and second of all why like why can't someone just do something and not have a reason like no one asks you if you go take a hip-hop class people aren't like oh are you trying to become a music video star <laughs> like yeah, no i'm just fucking trying <laughs> something new you know like and i think there's this weird thing about it that like people people are weird about sex so as soon yeah. as it's kind of sexual people are like mm. well i think this is what this is exposing and that's yeah. why we need to talk about these kind of things because like they're, they're creating like the fitness pole that's avoiding anything yeah. to do with like, Oh, exposing, yeah. you know, but that, fuck why it's, it's, it's your body. Why are we hiding the beauty of what we can express? Yeah. You know, it's, it's this weird relationship society has with sex and how we like, we, we all know what's going on, but we kind of push it down and yeah. pretend like it's not happening. And yeah. you know, it's it feels like a business model to me because you don't want to shun people who don't aren't comfortable with that yet. And that can, it's funny, it's ironic because that can be a process to become comfortable. The thing is, if you're trying to, if you're saying that this is a a fitness place and like you're not down for the sexy side of things, then you're shunning a whole other group of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you can't go about it like that. Like, I don't know. I've dealt with, I've dealt with it in the sense that like there are people who feel like exotic pole is like the trashy version of pole which is just so stupid because you don't you don't go up to an oil painter and say like oh you should try using charcoal <laughs> yeah. you know it's like yeah loser like fucking, like <laughs> i'm going to use easy, whatever yeah. i want i'm going to yeah. do it my way like i if you want to go use charcoal you go use charcoal like fuck mm. i don't if i want to dance in heels and a thong what's that changing for anyone it's like <laughs> it's it could be a make or break for you and for anyone else it's like none of your business. Yeah. It's like take it or leave it. Yeah. But I'm doing something yeah. that at least an iteration or a version 
you know, like it's, there's so much skill involved, but like, yeah, I want to like also strip. I want to also be super fit and be doing flips. Like you, mm-hmm. you can expound on it or you can bottleneck it. It's yeah. for you. It really is. Yeah, exactly. Everything we do is for us in the end, you know? So, and that's yeah. it. There are some people who come to pole Monday from five to six and that's all they do. They only do that one hour mm. a week. They come, they have their fun, they get dressed and they leave and they don't post anything online. They don't share with their families because like people are still judgy about it. Like for there sure. is a... There are tons of different kinds of... Because like then I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I'm like very open about everything. My parents know everything that I do. But then, yeah, there's some people who, like, their boyfriend doesn't even know they take pole dance lessons because he would get mad at them. Oh. Like, it still exists, that kind of really shitty stigma that's like, yeah, no. I've had, I've had people where I'm like, oh, my God, are you going to post that online? And they're like, no way, I would never post that. Like, <laughs> my husband would kill me. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That's so weird. It kind of it's breaks a, my heart a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, my knee jerk is like, like fuck that guy or whatever. But I guess you know they got their. We all got our baggage. You 100%. know, you just, it's hard. It's it's a it is a tough thing to discuss. It is yeah. sexualized, just by nature, and like you said, it, it's a button for people yeah. for everybody, one way or the other. I think I like personally, I've tried to work through it, but um, everyone has their hangups. I just don't when it comes to like nudity or erotic dance or mm-hmm. something but I'm, I'm sure i have but my a own lot of people feel like they don't care until they care about you you know like i dated a yeah. guy who before i ever started working as a stripper i had already been doing pole and teaching pole for a couple of years and he when we started dating he was like you ever think you're gonna be a stripper and i was like yeah maybe one day and it was like this like like <laughs> mysterious thing you know and then when i wanted to become a stripper he was really not okay with it and it was like this seemed like a sexy turn on to you a couple months ago. Like what? And now I want to do it. And you like are super possessive. So it, it, I mean, it's complicated, you know, like it's super, and especially me being a stripper. Well, right now I'm not. Cause I, I haven't chosen to go back to work yet because of COVID, but, and like being in a relationship while you're a stripper is obviously complicated. You know, there's a lot of things I can imagine. to take into consideration. So like, yeah, you got to find people that, are not going to judge what you're doing mm. and like just accept. Yeah. If I want to be slutty on Instagram, I'm going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> it works. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Was it making the, this decision to become, go down the stripper path and like the exotic dance path mm-hmm. was this hard amongst like your your entire group or was everyone pretty supportive for the most part i was super or, supported apart from that one guy that mm, i broke yeah. up with to become a stripper <laughs> 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 yeah i was i was traveling okay. um i was in australia so i went from being traveling with this guy uh living in a hostel to being single like on the other side of the world and super alone you know i went Mm -hmm. and i'd been traveling for six months with this guy and now i'm at this hostel alone but it was because there was this girl at the hostel who she had started stripping because she was running out of money and she was working at the club across from our hostel and i was also running out of money and i was like and i tried to talk to him and i was like can i try and he was like no like it's that or me and i was like all right well yeah i'm gonna get a sweet ass job and like i went and after one night i was like this is so cool i love this job i already knew how to pole dance I like flirting with people. I like drinking. It kind of all just came together. <laughs> nice. The drinking, I had to like chill out a little bit. But <laughs> I think that's just a healthy decision. Yeah. Sure, everything you else. You drink at every shift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, at least you're not the bartender. I'm sure that's worse. <laughs> Unless you are. Probably make good money. Yeah, extra a bartender tips. at a strip club, I feel like. And then you get up and you like out 
outperform everybody and they're <laughs> oh. like holy shit well, the bartenders actually, got chopped that would happen at the club i worked at in australia sometimes there was like a few waitress slash bartenders who like because there's the appeal that this girl is not a stripper you know so clients That's will it. be like get her to take her top off <laughs> and you're like uh you're like, you fools yeah, <laughs> but, it, but then the girl will be like how much how much and she's just a waitress you know she doesn't give a fuck if you give her 150 bucks she'll probably show you her tits but you just wasted 150 dollars <laughs> to see the waitress's boobs for one second when you could have had like a dance with a stripper and it's just like it is, it that is was the, so annoying though but we're, all the girls were like but what is that called like how like you know a lot of gay guys talk about like the attraction of a straight guy mm. like it's the yeah, it's what the, you can't you have want, yeah. yeah you yeah. want what you can't have it's, it's, that's what? the case that's human psychology it's fucked yeah. I know it's so weird you know my friend um, was when he got engaged he told me he was bef- dating his girlfriend no problem as soon as he got engaged and the, the wedding was booked and they were talking about it online and everything he said he was just hit up over and over and yeah. over again by all these girls he hasn't spoke to in like six seven years so weird it's just the human psychology I don't understand yeah, it like, but it's just he's getting married he didn't pick me huh? yeah, and they won't, <laughs> yeah. send him a message let's entice that you know? one makes a little sense to me because it's like um, I mean I, I, I grew up watching TV so I, <laughs> this is this, the girlfriend effect has like been been documented often and it's it's uh I mean, let's say it's like a, an appeal to authority. It's a fallacious argument. It's an, it's an insecurity or a, or a not thinking through kind of thing. And, and what happens is this person is on paper desired or desirable. So then you just do this quick like uh, if-then hypothesis thing. So they must be desirable. Like you don't think it through. You just go, oh, this person's getting married. Like they are marryable. Yeah. And then you're like, I want to be marryable. Mm. Yeah. So you look for that through that person. <laughs> by Why literally wasn't I marryable? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's, that's the, the deeper layers of psychology going on behind that. That happened to me. I got engaged like a year ago. And really? Yeah. I don't wear my ring because I have to take it off for pole all the time, and I'm I'm scared I'm gonna lose it. But um. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> and like right away, yeah, people were hitting me up, and I was like, I legit. Like now. <laughs> Oh, it was just funny because I was like, huh. But that's also, it. That's oh, so weird. But also, every time I post anything about my boyfriend, I lose like a bunch of followers. <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, why? Oh, because they want to have <laughs> yeah. sex with you. Uh-oh. So I actually like kind of stopped posting photos of me and my fiance because I was just like, you're costing me followers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but <laughs> like, how do you look at the graph? It's like this. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta keep the illusion that they can get with me, you know. It's the point so a little he bit. Hates it too. He doesn't want me to post. I just about picture him, the the person oh, that's, that's unfalling, just like, right? She yeah. put that photo. Fuck this. My chances are over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's really unconscious too. I like those those women reaching out to your friend. They're not like cheat on your wife. They're not thinking. I mean, maybe some of them. I don't know. But like you're. <laughs> it it like might be exciting for some people too. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think it it's just, a little unconscious. Can get someone. I, think, I mean, I'm oh, not gonna lie. Empowering. My fiance had a girlfriend when we started dating. Wah, 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 wah. I know. I, I have well, a friend. Well, dating when we when we met. Yeah, I have. I have a friend who is married now, and they were. They had <laughs> a similar. <laughs> yes. It's it's it happens. It's I mean sometimes I feel like it that creates a pressure. Like you know what you want because you're kind of in something you don't want, and then this other person yeah. comes into your life. And I mean that exact same scenario could be like just the the want what you can't have thing, like we were just talking yeah. about. So it's it's such a fucking minefield. But then suddenly it's like no no we're actually really good together, and <laughs> and, and like all your friends go like like they slowly stop judging the situation yeah. and realize that you're just happy. Like yeah. and it sucks for the other person, but like you, you, yeah. it's better off for everybody really. Yeah, that's so. It's, that's that's I mean 
It's, it was a long time coming. Like we liked, I liked him, and I think he liked me while he had a girlfriend for a while. And then I finally was like super fed up, and that's when I started dating that guy who I went to Australia with. And like right when I started dating him, my current fiance was like, "Do I still have a chance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Australia." You sort of a bit. Then yeah. when I came back from Australia, he picked me up from the airport, so it mm. worked out. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna ask before like w- how has it been navigating dating being in this kind of um, like highly yeah, sexually I mean, charged this is the thing. only relationship i've been in since i started stripping like so you don't have that problem i mean uh, there's obviously things about it that are hard like i don't talk about uh, my shifts like when i get home i don't talk about it because like he doesn't need like he knows what i'm doing i'm dancing for people and i'm talking to people he doesn't need to know about every guy that i talk to and dance for so i don't really talk about my job um so then you know you have to find other people to talk to about those Mm. things like Mm -hmm. i just talk with my friends from work about like funny clients because there's fucking funny stories that i want to tell them sometimes i can only imagine and then i'll start telling and then i can see he's like not in a good mood so i I won't tell the stories if you want to share a story For sure. <laughs> one time I was giving a dance to this guy. Uh, this is the first one that came to mind because I was like, I remember I wanted to tell Michael this and he really didn't want to know. <laughs> I was like, that's so funny. I was like giving Please. a dance. Like these, the, but the cabin where you give someone a private dance is like like literally it's the size of a seat, like maybe like three feet across and three feet deep, you know? Like, like a stall. Like yeah, a, it's yeah. like a stall and there's a curtain on one side. And I was dancing for this guy and he was very, very large. Um... And, like, kind of, like, took up the whole cube of space, you know? And I was trying to dance, and I just kept, like, bouncing off his big belly. Like, it was like I was playing, like, like, what's it called? Like, what is that? Not Red Rover. Like, where you, like, bounce someone from side to side. Like, but I was, like, like, bouncing from the, like, wall to his big belly. And I was, like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) But, yeah, it was pretty funny. And then, like, the guy who I danced for right after that was, like, really, really, really skinny and well, it was just like a really intense like, like adjust <laughs> yeah. you, know, you sit down on the toilet seat it's way lower <laughs> than you like, <laughs> yeah you pick up the carton like, of milk okay? and it's empty yeah. <laughs> like that. you okay it was is everyone okay like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a funny night is there a lot because i hear stories about oh this God. from uh friends research i i you know of um, course of course but like there's <laughs> is there people that come in is it often where people come in with specific requests for like uh you hear it all the time that they'll just pay you for like an hour just to play with your feet. I hear like that's very common in the in the community that like there's always like one guy like that that shows up. You must I mean, have a big totally heart for exists. weirdos. That uh, I told one second. I'm gonna take my sweater off. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of a stripping joke. I can, I don't have one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, wait, what was your question? Oh, weirdos. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's <laughs> definitely. <laughs> People, some people have really specific uh, requests. Like, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm like the fucking veteran stripper here. You know, I don't, I, I don't know. But I've had there. One common thing that I think people want is this idea of being like a rich dude on coke at a strip club. Guys, like it's happened more than once where a guy is just like, yeah, like I'm fucking high as fuck on blow and I just want all the strippers, you know? And then like he's not even in noticing what's going on because he's so drunk and on coke. But it's like living out a fantasy. It's just fi- fitting yeah. the act because yeah. that's been in so many because movies. And it seems like, and, and he'll be like, come on, I want to take some blow off your ass. You know? And it's just like, 
like, yeah, like you saw this in a movie and you thought it was cool, so you took out all of your cash and you came to the club and now we're going to take it all from you because you're a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's just, yes, we have a the evil so laugh. Good, and you'll be like, you'll see like one girl like standing next and she'll be like, yeah, like, I love that. It's a good one. <laughs> you just start doing like the jackpot yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. But, like, that happened to me so once good. where it was, like, a guy came in, and he obviously wanted to have multiple strippers in one, like, one of the bigger rooms with him. And then kind of also was, I think, into the idea that he had all the control, and he could be like, all right, now you leave. Go get someone else. You know? And would be a dick and be like, like I'm hmm. not going to go find you another fucking stripper. Like, pay me for my shit, and I'm going to go back to work. I'm not going to go find you another yeah. fucking girl. But he would tr- talk to us like that and stuff, you know? And it was, he obviously had this, like, idea of, like, how he wanted this to go down. And it was weird. We were just, like, you're <laughs> so fucked up that we're just, we're working. We're getting our money. You're being weird. <laughs> Is that I'm an exotic dancer, not a fucking waitress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, those stick, those stories. But is it, like, for the most, obviously, you wouldn't be doing it otherwise. But the most part, it's, like, pretty good interactions yeah. and all that kind yeah, of Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that a lot of the time people come to a strip club because they want to have drinks with their friends and have a good show and then they get they they get drunk and they are like okay i'll get a dance like a Mm. lot of the people who are there are not like i just want to sit in the back room with this one chick and talk to you all night like there's so many different kinds of people that will go to the club and i've had i could count on my on one hand how many bad experiences i've had like it's really not i mean where i've worked it's been fine people are relatively nice i think it also really depends on how you, like, how sensitive you are. Mm. Like, one time I talked to a guy for a while and and, I, and trying to convince him to get a dance, and then I had to get, I got called on stage, and I was like, I'm going to come find you after and we'll get a dance. And he was like, yeah, for sure. And then I did my stage, and I came back, and he was like, oh, sorry, I only like girls with big asses. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and I was like... My fucking kryptonite. <laughs> but I was just like... <laughs> I was like, you're a fucking dick, and you could have just said, okay, never mind, I'm not interested. Mm. Like, you didn't have to, like, go that far. So, Mm. like, there was, like, that was when I first started stripping, you know, and I was, like, way more sensitive. And now, like, if someone said that to me, I would probably be much ruder to them. (laughs) Like, I'm working on it. Give me a month. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. It's on my list. Some people, yeah, like, like, because you're there doing that as a job, people feel like they're allowed to just, like, say weird things about your body. Like, oh, your boobs are bigger than her boobs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. occupational. That's hap- like your nipples are like this and your nipples are like that. And me and my friend will just look at each other like, yeah, dude. Yep. <laughs> like, you think we haven't seen each other's nipples before? <laughs> Fuck. Like. Tell me more about the thing that's in front of all our eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so you definitely get tough skin from this. So otherwise, you wouldn't survive. Yeah, for sure. You have to. Jeez. You have to laugh it off, too, because some people are yeah. so fucking stupid. Like, Maybe they think you have tough skin because you just kind of need to. Yeah. Like, they, like, that's it. No man There's can tell layers. which one is a baby stripper and which one's a veteran. Like That's you don't it. know until you insult them and they either cry or they Oof. don't. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was, I was just testing it out. <laughs> They're probably feeling a little awkward as well like you know like you were saying there's so many different intentions for yeah. why someone yeah. goes there and it can be less more or less genuine or and, and kind of like putting on their own show yeah. a little bit and then they assume yeah. that you're like you're they assume you're assuming the control oddly enough like you're in like you know we we uh you're you're more into it but like we've talked about uh, massage a lot and how mm. there's this there's this dynamic of power even though like you're 
you're slave to the situation in a sense. You know, you're you have to kind of put on the show literally in your sense mm-hmm. in your case, but like you're really guiding the situation. Yeah, well, you are in complete control. Yeah, the exchanges, same as with a massage. Yeah, yeah. If someone starts being gross, you walk away and you I don't get have off to my stay table. Here. Yeah, I don't <laughs> have to stay here at all. In that sense, for sure, there's like layers of, of protection. There's like this yeah. look, don't touch but kind of mentality for yeah. the, in the first They're place. They're playing within the, the rules that you're setting, right? So yeah. The you, thing is, is that everyone will try to push their push your rules and push your boundaries you yeah. know like when you go into a dance you usually Negotiate. sit them down and you're like okay so you can touch me everywhere but not my pussy and not my asshole you can't touch me with your lips no biting no list like no kissing no licking um and like shit like that and they'll always be like <laughs> is this too close like is this too close like you know like people will test test and see how far you can go some people are way more chill some people are way more like fuck you pay me now i'm ending this dance you know like some girls are mm. really like they don't Take shit at all. Some people are like, oh, like you know, like I can imagine. It's so such a weird t- how dynamic. How you decide to take it, yeah. yeah. Practice makes perfect, I guess. I don't know, man. If anyone is, some people are really good well, at. It's selling. so unpredictable because you don't know who <laughs> you're you're going to be dealing with and what kind of. Oh, no. You know, some people are just like okay, like it, they're literally just asking and to be serious, but then others are literally just fucking trying to mm-hmm. to to see if you're a weaker yeah. mentality and try to get that extra boundary yeah. in, you know. Yeah very dynamic field because you don't know who you're gonna approach every night you have no idea what's gonna and like that's another thing about the job that is just weird is that you have no idea if you're about to make over a thousand dollars or under a hundred dollars ever that's like a gamble high that's that's and like there's more good nights than there are bad nights but like you have to work a slow night to be allowed to work on the weekend at most clubs. Mm-hmm. So like there are nights when you make like shit money and you've sat there for eight hours on your phone and you made like no money. And then mm. there's other nights where, yeah, you like talk to one person and he loves you. And then all of a sudden you're like a thousand dollars richer and you didn't really do much. Wow. Not doing much is and definitely an exaggeration, but, um, you just need that one good client you know and then you have a good night it really just depends i guess you have to like measure your like it's a weird budget let's put it that way like yeah you 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 can't you just don't spend money you haven't made yet that's that's the mistake a lot of freelancers i think in general like you're like Mm -hmm. i have this gig i'm gonna get paid three thousand dollars for this gig so i'm gonna buy this really cool vr Mm -hmm. (laughs) it might bottom out or or you you just don't get work after that yeah like and that's it like covid i'm glad i saved up money because i don't like the club opened like two weeks ago where i used to work and i haven't gone back yet because you have to work in a mask and it's no contact so the job is significantly harder because people don't want to pay for no contact in montreal it's just like a thing and you have to wear a mask, so it's way harder to sell because there is something about seeing your mouth that is like, I've got a nice mouth, you know? So, <laughs> you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> I got to use that, you know? If I have to work with a mask, I'm and also trying to talk over the music is already oh, difficult. Shit. And then you're and muffled. No, muffled. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, like what'd you say? I've never thought of it as sales, though. And like, it a is. smile is Some huge. Some girls are so good at selling. So good. And some people are shit and they sit there on their phone all night. Mm. Yeah. And like wait for people to come to them, which is not how it works. I guess uh, I don't know if you just like have what someone wants, and they like they just come knocking, but you're just there like, yeah, what's up? And you're like Sometimes flipping through that, Twitter. Like, yeah, there's some girls who are just drop dead gorgeous, and like on they're a, spoiled. You know, they don't you don't have to do anything. You just like 
they don't in the end they still make less than the hustlers though like the people mm -hmm. who really hustle they're like the highest earners at the club where i work like i could i know who they are you know who they are because you see them talking to everyone you see them going to the back over and over they're like not hanging out in the change room all night you know like mm. it's you can probably cold read these people. Like you could see someone with like a like a posture of like I did this for eight hours, and then you have like the well, person who's like that's I'm show selling money. myself. But and, I'm, yeah, and like I'm when you walk into the club as a client and you see there's twelve girls in the club. Mm. Like say you get there early, there's only a few there on the floor already, and ten of them are sitting on couches on their phones, and two of them right away come and talk to you. Even if you think one of those other 10 is more attractive, you're going to go with the one who came to talk to you just because you're like probably not an asshole <laughs> and it's less work, you know? Like I feel like a lot of a lot of people get comfortable in the club and they're like, oh, "I'm going to make a lot of money between midnight and 3, so like I don't really have to try hard until mm. then." But like there's always more money to be made, you know? Some people see it as a a fun job, which it is, but it's business still. Like every dollar you make it's because you tried to make that dollar so if you mm. sit there not making any money it's your own fault there's That's a hustle to everything i guess yeah do you have any kind of d sales background no not at all and it's <laughs> definitely probably crush it now <laughs> it's like fucking the hard i don't know man it's the hardest part of the job honestly is like just trying to talk to people seem natural but i get friend zoned I was gonna say, like you're so weird. You're, you're probably really chill to talk to. Yeah, but it's, but it's like you're like, also <laughs> naked. I will like no, like, but I'll sit down next to someone about and be like, "You're really cool." Video no, games no, 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 and chat for like <laughs> twenty minutes, <laughs> and then I'm like, "Okay, you want to go for a dance?" And I'll be like, "I don't know. I feel like we're friends now." And I'm like, "How did you friend zone me? <laughs> like what? Like, it's happened to me multiple times." And people are like, "Yo, I'll come find you later." And then I just see them go with another girl, and I'm like, "Okay." I like, guess it's a good quality, but maybe not in the context. Not in this context. Not good, man. I guess because I'm I don't really put on an act like I have I've got a fake name obviously but I kind of just talk to people like this yeah. and some people really like that and it works for me sometimes but then sometimes people are like no I came in here for like the stripper look and feel mm. and like oh hey mm. so because some people whole... really I, it's hard for me to like put on the facade and like stroke someone's hair and be like oh I love your shirt you have great style like yeah the breathy uh <laughs> the breathy like maybe a little ditzy sounding yeah. some people love that shit and you never know yeah and you never know till you talk to someone maybe like I talk to someone really like chill and then they're the person who wanted me to be ditzy or vice versa so mm. I just I just try to be myself and like not fake it too much because yeah. then you have to remember your lies and shit too and but it's it's for Ooh, someone yeah. like, <laughs> if you have any your voice just changes next time you see the person mm -hmm. that might be a fucking I, didn't i meet you last week and you were a uh, russian <laughs> i used to say i was russian my work name is natasha and people like when i had long you could pull it off yeah like people just assumed like when i was like natasha and they were like are you russian i'd be like yes no english but then one time a guy was like started speaking to me in russian and i was like oh no my parents are from russia but i don't speak russian <laughs> <laughs> Safe. <laughs> uh -uh. Yeah. That happened so to my friend. He was trying to pick up a girl. He had the stupid pickup line, but it worked. He would go to them and say a phrase in Spanish, and they'd be like, "Oh, you speak Spanish?" Like, yeah, yeah. And then they would just go because most of the time they didn't speak Spanish. Yeah. And so, then he, she's, so he goes to the girl, he's like, "La puerta está abierta," and she's like, "Which door? Which door?" And he's just he froze and panicked out. He just walked away. I never laughed that oh, hard before. So I actually bad. used to do that, but okay. Again, honesty is the best policy. What I would do is explain that I speak Italian and then let them have the moment of, ooh. But then I'd be like, wait, 
Not well. <laughs> you have to understand. <laughs> well, no, first of all, yeah, not fluent. But the <laughs> second of all, the language is sexy. Me knowing the language, yeah. not uh, you're being tricked right now. And I said, I'm going to prove it. And then I get like, I get it, I get like my Don Draper on and I go, voglio mangiare le tue scarpe. <laughs> and then she's like, what does that mean? I, I, I said, I want to eat your shoes. <laughs> and they're like, like the sex just goes bonk, like it hits the floor. That might ring with the right person though. Yeah. Oh, it's gotten me laid. Yeah. It's the, sure. it's literally, well, I mean, it's the same thing that you're saying. Like they're, that's me. I get to make, I get to poke mm -hmm. fun. I get to yeah. deflate their belief. Like I, I, that gets me going kind of thing. And then they see that I'm activated or yeah. excited yeah. and then I might get friend zone because sometimes you just get that genuine connection. But then connection. some people fucking love it. Exactly. Yeah, some and people are best. just like, oh my God, you're so chill. You don't sound like, you don't, you don't seem like a stripper, which is the stupidest thing. You don't seem like a stripper. Because everyone could, anyone could, though I always say the only thing strippers have in common is that we like attention. That's literally mm. like, if you took any strippers and put them together, the only thing we all have in common is that. Who doesn't in a way? I think I think you can get like I I'm slowly discovering that I'm kind of introverted and I need to be alone and kind of recharge yeah. or whatever the, these new terms. But <laughs> but like everyone loves it. like I'm addicted to attention. I love attention. I can work with attention. Maybe what they all have, what you guys all have in common, they them, <laughs> you weirdos, <laughs> you brave weirdos getting naked for strangers. <laughs> but like maybe you just know how to manipulate attention. You know what to do with it and yeah. you kind of transmute like it. It drives it drives me anyway attention like i just say that because like there's it's funny there's <laughs> and there's strippers of so many different like genres if you will you know sure. what i mean like there's like the rock chick there's like the angel there's the like playboy bunny there's like the bimbo in a yellow bikini there's like the <laughs> one who's covered in tattoos there's the like one like there's literally every kind of girl as a stripper wait what was i saying I guess that's, we're just talking about that. Like, there, it's almost like pro wrestling. Like, you pick a persona a little <laughs> you bit. You pick a persona. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Some people have definitely more of an act than other people. I guess it would drain you like like I, it would drain me. Like, you it's just want to talk to people. <laughs> yeah. Well, one time I like I met a girl at work who I'd never actually spoken to before, and she um, she was like very like bleach blonde with very very big breasts and a yellow kind Great. of bikini and like i just ended up next to her because like the two men we were talking to were friends and then she was like hey Scotono. and i was like natasha and she's like hey, Pamela. and she just like started laughing so much she's like she's like, ya persona like, say no. like no one really has the name natasha and pamela like not this kind of person you know what i mean so it's just the funny like <laughs> the joke between us you know of her being like yeah my name's pamela <laughs> and i was like yes <laughs> so fucking funny because she looked really snooty and like you know like she wasn't gonna be nice to me and, and then just she broke. just fucked with me yeah. right away i was like it's so funny because That's like cool. yeah yeah is there like an extra layer of camaraderie when you like like do you like go in the back and be like this is my real name kind of thing and like you get uh, to know the, each yeah, other for the most part I, we only really ask each other our real names once you're actually friends with someone because everyone having two names is way too complicated that's fair so i mostly only know my my work friends work names unless they're like friends who i've seen outside of work and even then you usually just stick to the work name because it's easier because if you're at work and you're like oh yeah my friend amber i mean Ooh, my friend yeah, you know slip. like it's it looks bad and it's also dangerous like i don't I'm not really fussy. I'm obviously like very open about what I do, but some people like no one in their family knows. So you, it's easier if you just have one name. <laughs> I, I don't was, have to for, forget or remember yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna ask like, what's the <coughs> what's the main purpose or the multiple purposes of this pseudonym thing? Um, I would say mostly safety, so people can't find you online. 
and follow you home and shit. Um, and <laughs> also partially just to like have a, a character that you're playing so you don't have it's to psychological too right it kind of separates you from yeah. work a little bit yeah definitely yeah I, I would see how that would work like I, I noticed that with like actors in, in interviews afterwards they talk about their character as like a yeah. he or th- in like a third person yeah. and it's that separation I think it actually is yeah. valuable it definitely is because yeah. I've thought about going when I go back to work just being Saskia at work um, because Obviously, like, I'm doing this kind of shit, talking about my life. And I'm my name is Saskia on Instagram, and I'm a stripper. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, I don't really see why I go by Natasha at work anymore other than a safety thing. But then when it comes down to it, if they looked me up, they could find me and find what I do. So I don't really know. Now that I'm making a career out of it, I'm kind of feeling like I should just be Saskia at work, too. But there is that, like, it's a decision that mm-hmm. I have to make because... As soon as I start telling everyone my real name, then I can't really go back from that either, you know, so. That's a good point. It's kind of like a point of no return. And like we were talking about how like food is a squirrely addiction because you have to eat every day. Like sex is a fucking button for 99% of humans. And you got, you're just like on the bleeding edge. That's your job. (laughs) So then there could, there's just like a, it's a fucking, I'm sure it's a. What's it called? I'm sure it's like a hog call for fucking well, weirdos. Well, like people, like especially because part, kind of <laughs> part of the job is making people believe that you're really into them. Mm-hmm. And you will do that right until the end of your shift, until you're done getting paid, and then you change and you leave. But some people have a really hard, like clients have a hard time seeing that that's not real sometimes. So like if I spend three hours talking with someone and I tell them my name and I'm like, yeah, follow me on Instagram. And then they have my Instagram. Then now they have my email. And you're just then, opening that, that and then, yeah, door. then they're all of a sudden emailing me every day because they want to know when I'm at work next and like, and like asking me out and shit like that. Like there is that side of it that you've got to be careful. Cause yeah, not everyone not everyone is going to understand that it's that you're playing a part and that it's like temporary. A lot of mm. people like it's happened to me where someone will spend like hours of a shift with me spending tons of money. And then as soon as they're done, then I like, you know, go to the bathroom and you go back on the floor and people get like possessive of strippers. And it's like, well, I spent already this much money and you're going to go talk to this guy. And I was like, well, you're, you're done spending money on me. I'm going to go yeah. do my shift. You know, it sounds like they're possessive of their money. Yeah, but that's it. Is like they think that by spending that much money on you, that you're gonna fuck them. This this weird that everyone wants to fuck the stripper that doesn't want to fuck, right? So like, <laughs> it goes right back into what you can't have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly it. Like yeah. as, as soon as someone's if like if I said, yeah, sure, I'll totally come to your hotel at three, they probably wouldn't care and they'd move on to another stripper. They want me to be like. Well, that's no, like no. it probably worked for them in the past, but they keep coming back yeah. because it's that chase that's the exciting, not the finish yeah. line. You know, yeah, exactly. It's very interesting. You must be a master of psychology at this point in your life. <laughs> I, you definitely deal with a lot of people's <laughs> issues. Yeah, for sure. I, for sure. We've been talking about sexuality and sensuality, but there's really this uh, this like um, glaring, obvious uh, intimacy, you know, that's tied to those. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean. I'm sure every person has kind of like, you know, been attracted to someone who isn't into them. Mm-hmm. But this is like, it's the point. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why some point. people don't like, um, don't like going to strip clubs, right? Like my fiance doesn't like strip clubs because he doesn't like the idea that someone is dancing f- for them because they're getting paid. You know, mm. like he, he's like, I like if they that. don't want, I, I if that. they don't want to be dancing for me, I don't want to be them to be dancing for me. Yeah. And he like, yeah, it's a totally different way of looking at it. Because to me, it's like, well, 
your bartender doesn't want to be making your drinks. Your bartender's at work. What a beautiful, yeah, <laughs> perfectly, yeah. <laughs> like, just, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> you know, <Got> it. like, <laughs> like if you're it's just my doing job. a job, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just like doing it. And a good point. I'm just shaking my ass instead of shaking your drink, bro. What's yeah. the difference? And that's the thing is like I was a bartender for a long time and it was very similar. You know, like yeah. talking with people, sad, lonely, drunk people for a long time, making them feel better and trying to be nice to them so you get more tips. Yeah. Mm. Like a lot of the time it's it's the same job except that I'm wearing less clothes and I do have to dance. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes, sometimes. That's the fun part. <laughs> That's the part I love the most for sure. Okay, <clears throat> we gotta wrap this up here. Oh shit! Yeah, we we, we went over. I could talk to you forever, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is really, really <laughs> was, fun talking to you. Yeah, that was that was really fun. Uh, you you gotta come back at some time. Yeah, I'd be down. That was cool. Do you want to say your Instagrams and oh, yeah. um, such as? Find me on Instagram. My name Saskia Klunder. S a s k i a k l u n d e r. Uh, it's also my website saskiaklunder.com. Sweet. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's about it. Yeah. Get into it. 